Welcome to the SWBL podcast presented by 1356 Public House. And tonight I am joined by my good pal, John Calloway, captain manager of the White Sox, um, to do his captain's interview as we get closer and closer to, to season 21. Johnny, how you doing, bud? Doing well, Brian. It's good to uh, see you. Glad we caught up a little before this. I'm yes. excited to, to discuss Wiffle Ball with you, man. Yeah, man. It, we'll jump into it here in just a second. But um, yeah, it's great to see you. Obviously, we we got to play for one year together. So we got to really get pretty close that year. And not a lot of people know, but we were, were fraternity brothers as well. So we have that bond. We get to see each other golf every now and then. And um, oh, yeah. Yeah, just good to good to catch up, especially since we don't live nearby. I mean, we kind of do, but not in the same town. So for sure. Yeah, yeah. always good to good to rekindle when we can. Yeah. And I, and I miss the Strohs. Love the yeah. Strohs. Love them. So love the boys, man. Yeah. That was a fun year. Like that was a good year. It's it's easy to get along with all the Astros. Most of the time. I would say that every now and then it's a little tough depending on competitiveness. But otherwise, mm-hmm. yes, it is pretty good. So <laughs> um, all right, cool. So yeah, tonight, guys, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the roster. We're gonna look at the division and the schedule. Yeah. Um, and we're just gonna have some fun talking whistle. So Let's jump into it. Um, you know, season 20, let's just talk about that a little bit. You guys went five and five in your first year as a squad, made your made the playoffs in your first year as well. Um, a lot different than a lot of new teams in that sense, where a lot of first first year teams, they struggle out the gates. Um, obviously, nobody really expected that out of the squad you put together. Um, but I also think that I don't know. What's your opinion on? Did you feel like you didn't quite live up to the expectations you thought you you had going in? Because I, I know a lot of guys were pretty high on the White Sox coming into season twenty. Yeah, it, I, I think after talking to the team and even just personally as the leader, and captain of the team, we definitely underperformed. Um, we found it hard to get in the right groove at the right time, and this is like every wiffle ball team. Um, you know, you might have one or two guys that are firing on all cylinders and the other part of your team isn't. And then you flip the next game. And so I feel like we were just kind of ships in the night. Um, so you couple that inconsistency with uh, lack of depth. I think those were the two vulnerability points for us last year. And yeah. You know, we de- we definitely in our eyes underperformed for sure. Yeah. Well, you you still had some some guys make the top twenty one, so still some pretty solid performances. Uh, maybe a little down from years past, but um, still really great great showings. Let's, let's look at the roster real quick. Um, obviously, yourself, you came in at number eighteen in the top twenty one this year. Um, Derek Cornell, um, Ty Butler, who came in right after you at t- at nineteen. Um, Jackson, who came in in the top 10, had a great season for you, both on the mound and at the plate. Um, he came in at nine. Um, you had Leon Cherry on the roster, but he didn't make an appearance last year. Um, and so first question is, is Leon, is Leon going to be able to come this year? Do you, you want to tell us if we can expect to see his face? You will not see him, uh, in a White Sox uniform for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, he's just busy with work and with what we're trying to do. We just need people that can commit year in and year out, um, you know, barring any large circumstance shift. Okay. Well, so, um, 
while we're talking about last year, let's just a couple things. I was looking at some of the stats and Jackson, aside from average, which you led the team in, Jackson led in every other category this past year mm-hmm. at the plate. Um, so I was curious, are you, you know, you're, when we were talking and you were talking about this team and even last year, you know, you, you like to ride with your guys. You like to let them mm-hmm. work through struggles or slumps or whatever, but with his performance with last year, after you got, now you have a year under your belt with this team. Are you, are you planning on any, any kind of lineup changes, any order changes? Or are you going to stick with the same thing you had last year? Yeah. You know, I think last year was a lot of, trial and just finding out who we were what our identity was and where our strengths were and I don't think last year was a good representation of who we are and what our ceiling is um I heard it I think by Bogad on one of the podcasts where he's like you know the White Sox could be have one of the lowest floors but also one of the highest ceilings and we've yet to prove in our consistency because we only had one year on either side of that fence. Mm-hmm. And looking back at last year, you know, there were definitely some struggles within our lineup and we, we left the most guys on base by I think like three X. Wow. In the league. Um, you, you can't win a lot of games when you, you leave the bases loaded four times in a game. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that's a that's a gut wrenching statistic. Yeah. Um, and then you know, you you got a a guy that could be one uh you know, a top fifteen player and he leads the league in strikeouts. It's one of those things where it's like if we do want to make it to the championship and win the championship, which obviously every team does, mm-hmm. those aren't the type of results that yield that outcome. Yeah. So I think as the captain, and we have a very humble team in the sense of like they're willing to go, willing to do uh, whatever they need to in order for the team to be in the best position to win. Yeah. And sometimes that means they're not in the field. Sometimes that means they get bumped in the lineup hitting. Um, That also means, hey, we come together and say, do we need to bring more people to the team? Yeah. So – taking all that into consideration, you will see a handful of additional players um, on in the lineup. Yeah. Um, and one has already been announced. The other has not, which as of about five minutes ago, right before we hopped on this call, I got confirmation that we will be signing a rookie. Yeah. To the White Sox. Well, let's, yeah, let's talk about those two players. I was actually going to bring that up. So it's a perfect transition. Um, you know, you signed Trent Steffi's uh, to make his mm-hmm. triumphant return back to the league. Um, my first question, you know, was obviously everybody's pumped about uh, him coming back. He's a he's a favorite of a lot of players. He's gotten he's built relationships with a lot of guys. So yeah. I know I know just personally, a lot of guys are looking forward to seeing him. But two, I know I've kept in touch with him. He's been working on pitching he's been you know been getting more at bats in in leagues that are similar to our style of play um and with the intention of trying to come back to this league so you know you were the one that signed him and I'm, I'm curious like what role do you anticipate seeing him play for your squad this year yeah I see him 
essentially being the glue of the team. Okay. Because when you look at our core four from last year, um, which, you know, coming this year, we're going to be core six, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't want to act like the four from last year are separate from the two that are coming on because mm-hmm. they're not. But I see Trent really being the glue. Cause when you look at our personalities of all four of us from last year, um, you know, we're, we're pretty right. You know, right in the middle of the road. Um, you're not going to see a lot of us get high. You're not going to see a lot of us get too low, mm-hmm. but I, where th- that can be seen as valuable and yeah. good in terms of managing your emotions. I think we need somebody that's going to get us excited and keep the energy up on the team. Yeah. And there's nobody better than Trent Yeah, to do that. Um, so that's, that's the, the personality side of things where I think he's going to keep our energy high and he's really good at motivating us and motivating individuals. Uh, but additionally, he's going to provide us some really solid depth uh, as a lefty. Uh, and hopefully we can leverage that as a competitive advantage on the mound and to give Jackson some breathing room mm-hmm. um, and true breathing room. And, I, you know, I look at a lot of us and I think from an athletic perspective, we have a very athletic team. Yeah. Um, but we just, we needed to find somebody that sees pitching as a craft, not just something they can do well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, talking, I mean, talking about, they, talking about that, that assessment we were talking yeah, about, right. 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 <laughs> you might be able to get it done, but you don't enjoy it. Right. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, one of, I would say the one question mark going into last season and, and you even admitted it, it was going to be sort of trial and error and seeing what works, but having that number two pitcher, right? Obviously Jackson was your ace and your number one and, and your horse, but you know, you, you, you went with Ty for a little bit. You went with Derek for a little bit. You're just trying to see, you know, what might work. Um, maybe sometimes at the detriment of your fielding or the, you know, whatever, just trying to see what you had. Um, with those guys having experience too, it wasn't like they were coming in with no pitching experience. Um, you had confidence in them, but I think if I were to say you had one, the the thing that was probably the most inconsistent was trying to figure out who that number two was going to be. Um, yeah. Well, and you, 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 you step back to the beginning of that. And is that if Jackson is off, we're screwed. Yeah. Just flat out. If Jackson's not shoving, our strategy is in the, in the trash can. Yeah. Because our mindset, and that's not to say Derek or Ty were bad. Right. But like they, their role when they were on the mound was to just get us through. Yeah. It wasn't to lead the league in any category on the mound. It was simply to get us through the game. Mm -hmm. And, but that also reflects our dirtbag. Right. Grind, like get it done mentality. Right. 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 And it just didn't pan out for us. Yeah. I mean, we made it to the playoffs, sure, but right, like we had no reason to lose to the Marlins. We, yeah, we lost games that we shouldn't have, right? And because we got cold and didn't play up to our potential, right? And well, I, here's the deal. Marlins. Marlins are a good team, and I, I don't, I'm not getting on the bandwagon of some of those guys that are on the podcast that are just bashing them. Mm-hmm. They got very athletic guys. Um, Jordan and Luke are bombers in the in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I just think it's really consistent or hard to be consistent, especially being the young team that they are. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll see if Trent, you know, can sort of step into that role, alleviate some of that pressure um, and Phil, you know, just be that glue guy. Like you talked about, I'm sure he'll, that'll be easy for him, but you know, the other guy that you had mentioned that you just signed tonight, um, I'm going to mess up his last name. So you have to correct me, but it's Tyler Omlid. Omlet. Yep. You got it right. Omlid. I'm okay. sure people will start calling him Omlet or something. Yeah. So tell me a little yeah. bit about him. I, I don't know him. I'm sure some of the guys in the league do. Um, you had mentioned mm-hmm. he's a South guy. So I'm sure some people are familiar with him, but I'm not. So just kind of tell us, tell the fans out there who might be unfamiliar with Tyler, um, who he is, his sort of his background, and then like what kind of role mm-hmm. you anticipate him playing for you too. Yeah, absolutely. So Tyler, uh, he graduated from South in 2012, and um, he's a stud athlete, stud baseball player at South. Um, he ended up going to Maryville, playing there, and um, he's just been a big power bat. He uh, uh, there's something about the Sox, but um, he is a lefty. Well, now yeah. we don't have a tree to worry about, so it might work. Well, out. well, uh, yeah, we'll see. We yeah. saw live, we saw the footage, and it really just thinned it out. It didn't really, it didn't get alleviate that front. the problem, but it yeah. may help. But he he is a huge bat, and uh, when I was looking at a roster, I really wanted to find somebody that could essentially replicate the production levels of myself and to help that doesn't come out cocky, but um, we have a lot of average guys like in terms of um, category. Yeah. We have a lot of high average hitters and I think I would want somebody, which we believe Tyler is that guy that can come in, step in immediately and elevate the ball to help us get base runners in. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, like you said, leaving leaving base runners on is is frustrating, and you know, a lot of teams they kind of they go with the idea that that fourth hitter, if they're a power hitter, like it's okay if they strike out more than some of the other players do, but they're also expected to hit more home runs. It's sort of the boomer bust type player, and then you know, if it's a good year your team usually performs well. Um, Sam Sam for the Yankees played that role for a long time. And Sam's a great player. I don't want to say he had busts or anything like that, but he was more prone to strike out than any of the other players at times. Ed Lowe is a good example of that too, you know, where they, you know, he'll hit home runs, but then he'll have down years where he strikes out a lot. Um, You know, so a lot of people kind of subscribe to that philosophy and ideally it's not, you know, so Jekyll and Hyde for you. It's, it's more, up than anything right. but yeah, yeah like you know and i think yeah when you got the team that you know you can get on base yeah um the goal is to have you know minimum of two guys that you know can get that two to three home run mark a game yeah yeah well so now you've got six players right yep. how are you going to manage playing time lineup getting the right people at bats. I know you mentioned like the guys are all for doing what's best for the team, but yeah. you know, it's hard it, in the moment. It's sometimes hard to tell somebody, Hey, you got to take a back seat for a minute. So <clears throat> regarding our 
my my vision for the lineup. Uh, I'll I'll likely be atop the batting order again, but barring any huge issues within the field, I will be solely um, an extra hitter. Okay. Um, which I imagine, given that split time last year, kind of hurt myself on overall value. But which you you can get me going all day on top 21 or whatever rankings that they are, but a lot of it's feeling based, not data based. Yeah. Um, and you and I have talked about this quite a bit, but like in terms of a lifetime career, I feel like I'm like a top three snub for pretty much everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, where, yeah, you know that story, but yeah. Um, regarding the lineup and your question would likely be uh, what I'd like to do is alternate given now that uh, Tyler, he's left-handed Trent's not going to be a bat. Um, he's going to be in that support pitching role and compliment Jackson when Jackson needs a break or we have a, a friendly matchup for Trent as a lefty. Yeah. Um, and Trent's been working pretty hard in the off season, getting his pitches locked in and spreading that arsenal out. Okay. Um, but uh, you'll see Ty in left field, Derek and right. And it'll likely be uh, lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty. Okay. All so you're thinking about hitting five or are you just. Well, gonna... we, we will be hitting five. We'll be hitting five. Okay. We'll, we will be hitting five. Okay. And that is going to be the new standard for the White Sox. You hit five. Okay. Cool. And it cool. gives everybody more opportunities to hit those guys in and turn the lineup when somebody's struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we see that there's a hole in the lineup that is going to force us to go down to four, we have that fifth guy now that can fill that. Yeah. Sweet. Well, cool, man. Um, well, let's talk. I mean, we've been talking season 21, but let's talk a little bit about the schedule, your division. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're in the Cardinal blinds and shutters division along with the twins and the Rockies. So when the division came out, you know, what were your initial thoughts? Were you happy with it? Um, just, yeah. What did you think? It's a gauntlet division. I mean, you got a team being the twins that proven year in and year out, a top two, top three team. Yeah. Every year. Uh, and then the Rockies, who definitely fell short last year. Yeah. Which but, I might have. You, you, you know, the talent. predicted that so early, by the way. Congratulations. I know. Clairvoyant, dog. Yeah. What it is. Uh, but you know the talents there. So you can never really count them out. And they have, I think they have a level of maturity that allows them to look at themselves and say like, Hey, last year clearly wasn't the year we shit the bed. Yeah. But we know we can come back and you see it with guys that playing, um, you know, like Mo with and like they're expanding their game. They're working on a few things and granted the pitch terms are different. But they still got a bat in their hand. They're still seeing a ball, mm-hmm. and that transition will be much easier for them. Yeah, and they have—I think they have Grant coming back, right? They do. He'll be back this they year. Do. Right, right. And last year he missed because of COVID, so he should be here this year, assuming nothing crazy happens. Which you know, yeah, you talked about Trent being the glue guy. I mean, he's been the glue guy for the Rockies forever. You know, yeah. so 
Always, he yeah. always came through somewhere for yeah. him. Yeah. And I mean, Blake is obviously a freak. Yeah. In in multiple ways. Yeah. Yeah. And BK gets <laughs> out, man. They keep. And, they I mean, can, yeah. They can make the game short on you real fast. They really, they really can, man. And I'm sure Chad, as much as um, you know, they leveraged him on the mound, like he's only going to continue to get better. Yeah. Yep. So I'm excited to play against them and see what they do because they truly are one of the better talented teams, you know, in the, the top 50%. Yeah, right. Where And I think for our division, that's where you could see, like, it's swing either way really fast. Right. Yeah. You know, somebody made a, a, a mention, maybe it was during the season podcast or the, the schedule podcast, but, you know, the a lot of times the toughest division tends to be the – the division with the toughest third tier team, right? Your, your division's mm-hmm. only as good as, as the bottom team. And um, I would think that accurate. a lot of people clearly think that the Rockies are the best uh, th- third tier team um, considering that they've only ever missed the playoffs one time. And that was last year. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, so the schedule, the schedule came out, I'm sure you've had a chance to look at it. Um, you have a game circled. Is there any game that stuck out to you that you got that you were like, you know what, this is one we've got to take? Oh, not necessarily. I mean, I I want to look back on last year and did did we sweep the twins? Did we play them twice? I can tell you in just a second. Hold on. Because I didn't look that up, but I thought I, oh. I thought we did, and maybe we only played them once and one. I think I have a kid up. Hold on. You need to go. Yep, you're good. Hey. Yeah, in just a minute. I'll have, give me a few minutes. Bye. Sorry. When you have kids, you'll know. Um, you're talking to me? No, I wasn't talking to you. I know you. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, like you know, the white noise. Yeah, if we have yeah. any fans, yeah. Anybody watching this? Yeah. Um, shoot, I'm not going to be able to look it up. It won't let me. I can't remember if you swept the twins or if you split with them. To be honest, how do you look that up? You just go to this. Go to. Um, I'm on the website. Go to your team. Okay. Um, and then it'll show you your record against each team. At the bot, and since you only have one season, it should be pretty easy. It's one and one and oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if I if I look at this, <clears throat> dude, yeah, um, like yeah, last year, man, it's like all right, you lose to the Rockies, who had a horrible season. You lose to the Athletics. You split with the Marlins. You beat the Twins once. You get swept by the Yankees. Um, you know, we beat the Strohs. We swept the Expos, mm-hmm. but. I think it's always fun to beat a top team. Uh, but when I look at games that I believe we should have won, like should have beat the athletics and I hate in the Marlins got hot at the right time and came through clearly. Um, but ideally we sweep them. Yeah. When, you know, so yeah. Uh, if you were to ask me the team to beat, um, I'd be really happy with the split with the twins. Yeah. So, you know, when we were looking at the schedule on the, the other podcast, the thing that stuck out to us, um, and I don't know if, if anything else sticks out to you, but your Saturday 
seems like your toughest day, right? You've got the Orioles, Yankees, Marlins, and Twins. So it is, you know, it's, you got, yeah, the top three teams. And then you also have a team that everybody's assuming is going to be fighting for a playoff spot in the Marlins. So any other thoughts on the schedule aside from that, or just commenting on that? No, I mean Saturday is a tough day. Like yeah. that's that's our that's our uh, gauntlet though. And yeah. I think if we sneak out of there with you know fifty fifty split and ride out hopefully stronger play throughout this second half of the day, then I think we're going to be good going into Sunday. Yeah, I would agree. And then you've got you know you've got the Twins at the eight forty five spot on Monday. And, you know, we've talked about it for the past couple of years, but Sam does a good job of putting those division games right there on Monday. Could come down to who wins that division, who makes a playoff spot. Um, that could I, I imagine that game will determine the division winner and the loser that will take a wild card spot. Yeah. Okay. That's what, well, that's what, I, that's what I would uh, anticipate. That's well, let's, yeah. Let's get into some predictions. So, pick, uh, pick a winner for the other two divisions. And here, I'll read them to you real quick. So you've got the Orioles, Astros, and A's in one division. So who do you think's going to Corner Pub. Yeah, Corner Pub. Right. Yep. Yeah, Orioles. Okay. That's that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> that's tough. I mean, that, that the the two C being the Astros, um it, it makes for a tough run to win that division. Yeah. And then Ketting is Yankees, Marlins, Expos. Yankees. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to be cliche in the sense of just picking the number one team, but it's very clear that the Cardinal Blinds division is the toughest. Yeah. So then who wins your division? Who are you picking? Um, can I, I mean, I, I, I think I'm going to just go back to – the Monday game against the Twins. Whoever wins that game will be the division winner, and the other team will go to the wild card. Okay. So then, who's so, the other? Who pick the other wild card team? Then you've got. The I'm going to say the Marlins, uh, A's, Expos, Rockies. Yeah, I'm looking at the divisions on the website. Um, it'd be really fun if all three of our teams made it. I just don't know how that works out, if that's even possible. It but, is possible. It's so hard. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to do that. But I think I think it'll be the Astros. Nice. All right, cool. Well, now we're going to get into so – why, why? I don't want to be – I don't want to make my captain's interview controversial, but why, why is it – what's everybody's beef against the Marlins? I haven't really been paying attention to it. They're just – there's a lot chatty, chat, chatty Kathy towards them or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of because they're good guys. Like, yeah, I don't they're see catching, what they're catching flack because they didn't have a rep at the division draw. They had a surrogate and Eli's wife. Um, bad timing for them on the date that was chosen. Um, yeah, you know, and and yeah, they're just they seem to be catching flack with the rankings and. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's just fun chatter because they were the franchise of the year. And so now everybody feels like, Hey, don't, don't get too big for your britches. You've only made the playoffs one year and yada, yada, but they're good. That that feels, that feels like the, the big brother yelling at 
their little brother, yeah. telling them to shut up, just telling them to shut up. Yeah. Which is, un- I feel like that's unfair to them. I agree. I agree. Like, grown men, they're just having fun. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody else is just having fun, too. Yeah. I think that's, it's I fun. think it's all in the spirit of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. All right, cool. We're going to do a rapid fire hard hitters edition. Um, just 10 questions, rapid fire, um, just for fun, mostly based around local ball, but some not. So, what is the final record for the White Sox? Um, six and four. Who is the team MVP for season 21? Ty Butler. What is your favorite movie? Um, 500 Days of Summer. Ooh. I'm a big rom-com and musical guy. So, like, 500 Days of Summer, The Greatest Showman. Uh, I watched Glee a lot. Okay. Um, yeah. I like a lot of that stuff, so I'm not sure that surprises you at all or what, but... It does surprise me a little bit. I'm, I'm a big, big rom-com guy. There you go. Cool. Yeah. Um, who will lead the league in home runs in season 21? Hmm. Man, that's a tough one. You always want to pick a dark horse of some sort. Yeah, it's no fun because you don't. You, yeah, you don't want to be like, all right, it's Bogut or Gus. Yeah, <laughs> it's not fun. It's not fun. No, um, I'm gonna go Paul Castellano. Oh, Paulie! I just want to see a resurgence. Yeah. Uh, which team is your favorite to play against? Ooh. Uh instead of Astros sweet we just all get I feel like we all get along and like Jackson plays with the Moiv guys mm-hmm. all year um I played with the Astros yep um I just yeah I think there are a lot of commonalities between the groups and there's and obviously like you and I are close so like yeah it's just a it's a fun environment that you can still be competitive in and yeah. nobody's butthurt nobody's butthurt or attacking someone right I agree. Um, let's see. Favorite place to get breakfast during the weekend? I feel like the options are just so limited. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you my favorite. My favorite thing to do is set when we we for some reason we have like super early games all the time on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Where what are we? Where are we at Saturday? We're good. Saturday. Saturday. Your first game's at eleven a.m. All right, that's fantastic. But we're early on Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah seven the first game. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do, and just being a dad, you wake up super early most times, or most days. So I'll probably have a lot of time to kill um, Saturday morning. But I love, and I'll probably do this before Sunday game at seven fifteen is go to Starbucks, get a cold brew, and get um, a bacon, egg, and gouda sandwich. Right. Yep, that is like the go-to before, and then you drink the cold brew during the, the 7-15 game. Yeah, when it's still cool <laughs> in the air, ideally, but... <laughs> yep. Yeah, and you're just 
sipping on your morning coffee while also sliding around the field. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Who, um, as a hitter, is going to lead the league in strikeouts this year? Oh, man. Um, I wish I knew team strategies on what they were planning to do. Um, assuming, assuming they bat. Well, I don't know if they would bat five. But Twins, if Edlow's full-time hitting, Edlow. Edlow. It's a good pick. If he's full-time hitting, it's going to be him. What is the go? What is the official drink of the White Sox? Whatever Trent brings, it's probably Bombay. Yeah. All right, you're having a boys' night out with the fellas. What's on the agenda? Shoo. Um. Let's see. We're gonna get Torchy's tacos, some Margs. We're going to go play the par three under the lights. Go sing some karaoke. And then we're having stogies on the back patio. All right. Last question. Who wins the championship this year? I mean, you got to say your team, right? The Sox. But yeah. The Sox, dog. Absolutely. White Sox. You heard it here first, folks. We're doing it. All right. Well, Johnny, good luck this year. I can't wait to see you in person in you know, yes. a few weeks. So it um, should be fun. Should be a good year. Um, again, wanted to thank you know our sponsors, 1356 Public House for presenting again this year and Ketty Nye Center uh, for, for this division kind of look here. Um, stay tuned. We've got more captains interviews coming. Uh, Fantasy Wiffle Ball podcast coming. <laughs> season preview as we inch closer and closer to Memorial Day. So, Johnny, thanks for coming on, buddy. I really appreciate it. It's good catching up with you, man. Yeah. Good seeing you, Brian. All right. Talk to you guys later. See you guys.